This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers and mentions from the Kingdom of the Wicked series with discussions referring to religious trauma. For full lists, please see show notes. everybody and welcome to a court of fandoms and exploration your weekly deep dive into the ya literature and fandoms that we love i'm laura marie and i'm jessica marie and today we are discussing book three in the kingdom of the wicked series this is kingdom of the feared by carrie maniscalco But first, we wanted to introduce a new segment to the podcast we'd like to call The Pattern. Laura, what is The Pattern? The Pattern, The Pattern is something that we have been referring to on the podcast for a few episodes, a couple episodes. I don't know. If you are an avid listener, then you've probably been like, huh, that's weird. They keep mentioning The Pattern, but they haven't really talked about it. Let's talk about it now. So The Pattern is when... The entire plot of the book is explained to us, the reader, in either the prologue, the introduction, the first chapter, and absolutely, absolutely within the first five chapters. Like, if it hasn't happened within the first five chapters, it's not going to happen, but uh, it is usually within the first chapter, for sure, that the entire plot of the book is given away for us. And that is revealed quickly upon a reread. And that's kind of how you confirm the pattern. You get to the end of the book. You're like, hmm, you go back, you read it. And the clues that you look for when you're looking for the pattern, when you read the first time, are things that you're like, huh, why are we talking about that? (laughs) That, That's weird. Why are we bringing that strange, very specific thing up that is only in lore of the ancients? We can't possibly need that, Uh, for example, is something that would be considered the pattern because you're just like, huh, that's going to play out later. And when it does and you go back and that is given to you in the first chapter, the introduction, anything, the prologue, anything like that, that is the pattern. Lots and lots of books fit the pattern. Kingdom of the Feared fits the pattern. Jess, Kingdom of the Feared opens with a few things before we get (laughs) to where I think the pattern absolutely starts. Uh, Why don't you take us through the few things before our 20 years before? So 20 years before... Um, we meet Sophia, which is Nona's friend. Uh, we know Nona for the, from the first book. She is Amelia and Vittoria's grandmother, and she has a friend, and we know the back, you know, a little, but we're in book three, so we do kind of know about the witches and everything going on in this world. And Sophia is 
kind of at like this temple of the goddess of, of death. Um, and she kind of has like this, I don't want to say flashback because that's not what it is. She's holding like a memory stone and seeing like 20 years before that ish or really like real time, um, of agreements that are at play with wrath, with La Prima Strega, who is the first witch, and what is to come in the future and what this means. Um, and a skull is involved, which plays a role in the future. And, uh, and Sophia comes out of this trance like memory. And then we have like memory crystals. I mean, I'm, I'm really butchering this. Um, but you hear a voice where she's like, oh my, where Sophia's like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what's happening. I know how, because there's a curse. I know how to solve the curse. I know what's at the play. And somebody comes up behind Sophia and she's like, and you'll never tell anybody and kills her. And that is Nona killing, killing who? Killing, what is her name? Sophia. Sophia, that's right. She, or not even killing, scrambling her mind. And that's why she speaks in tongues later on when we meet her. And the visions that she's shown are a throne room, a demon and a witch and a curse, a well full of crystals, a sea cottage, uh, Claudia, that's the girl that she knew well. Claudia, uh, lots of memory stones. And then she saw Palermo that is on top of other realities, like stacked on each other. And that's when Nona comes like, but you'll never tell. Wabam. <laughs> and uh, fragments her mind. And that's when all Sophia can say then is as above, so below, which is the whole freaking plot. That's the whole plot. All of it right there. That's the whole plot of, of the entire three books is right here for us if you really take it and like stretch it apart and look at it. Um, before we get into our character breakdown, which Jess is going to give to us, I do want to add before we go further into this that I read this a few times through audio. And I will say this, I will stand on a mountaintop. Hachette audio is superior when it comes to like witchy books because the way that Hachette Audio has the narrator do things, brings in the music, brings in sound effects, does the spells, does the chanting, uh, you know, specific moments have kind of uh, like a full cast feel. That is amazing. And I really feel like other books could benefit from that quality of audio experience. And, and just on top of that, uh, before we have like our 20 years, which we just went through, there is a like prophecy. There's like a cold open and there is like a recap, which is, I think, amazing of the first two books. And it is done in this like sound effects, whispery kind of theatrical way. And again, it's amazing. And I would love if other books had this same level of detail, quality, and love given to them in the audio space, because I do feel like there is just a um, kind of focus on hardcovers and special editions. And these other formats, these other accessible formats that, you know, for other lots of other people don't get as much love. And Hachette just knocks it out of the park. So thank you, Hachette. 
Yes, thank you, Hachette. And this is like not an ad or not promo or anything. Because I know when we when we see that an audio book when we're listening to something is Hachette, like we immediately, we don't even know if the book's good. We usually just say, even if the book isn't good, we know the quality is going to be amazing. And it adds to the experience. It does. And that could be the case here. So Jess, tell us about these characters. <laughs> So we we basically have all, uh, all of our characters back with some new ones. Amelia, we have so we have Amelia, Wrath, Victoria, as we know, is Amelia's twin sister. Um, Victoria is also has like a hi- wolf hybrid second in command, Domenico, who also has a sister, Vesta, who's also known as Marcella. Um, at the beginning of this book that we find that Vesta or is alluded to have been murdered. Um, we have the princess of hell, greed, pride, envy, gluttony, lust, and sloth. We have an appearance from Amelia and Vittoria's mother, Celestia. And we also have the first witch, La Prima Strega, Cersei, who has her daughter, Lucia, who's also kind of goes into witness protection in a way who uses and who is also under the name Claudia. And then we have Nona back and her friend, Sophia. I think those are all the key people. (laughs) We will see. Let's go through it. We will see. So we already touched on Nona and Sophia and the pattern and the entire plot of the entire series right there for us. So fun. And uh, chapter one. All right. All right. All right. This is this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. I don't love this book, but the thing that I find tricky is, yes, this is chapter one. And yes, it is opening with smut. And like, yeah, there was like a gap in between book two and book three. So like, if you didn't reread and you're in chapter one, you're like, whoa, 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 damn. All right. All right. Okay. Right into it. But it's also like not the f- like beginning of the book technically because you have the recap you have the appetite you have you know the 20 years you have all of this stuff but like our main characters were just like right into banging i mean okay fun fun it it, but they don't even but they don't even that's the thing it's a lot of mm, it's a lot of build-up without that execution which could yeah. be a theme. Edging's her theme. Could be. Could be. <laughs> could be. Because, like, I'm, you know, it could be. Let's see. Uh, what happens here? Uh, they, they are, they are trying to complete their bond, right? They just want to bang. You choose me, truly. You're willing. Yes, we have a thigh tattoo on Wrath. Like, we're getting into it. It's fun. We love it. It's chapter one. Then Amelia is. Whoop, taken to the spirit realm and she's naked, she's shackled, Domenico is there, and who else is there? Victoria. Hey, we're starting off strong. Plot plot. The whole sorry, I'm looking at my notes on my phone. There's plot, there's questioning, and a lot of 
the conversation that Amelia is having at the beginning of this book is someone else, like, oh, and she's having flashbacks. So she's also like, why am I having this flashback that's taking me from the pleasure that I was trying to chase in the present? But this flashback is also really pleasurable. And whose POV am I looking for? Because all of this is really familiar. Okay, so... Victoria has taken, she has taken Amelia to the spirit realm. She has shackled her. Domenico is there. She's commanding Domenico. That's very fun. And she's basically like yelling at Amelia. She's like, why are you so happy? Why are you here? Like, why do you care so much? Our old life was like super boring. Like, come on. What what the, what the hell? Like, I am so powerful now why do you why do you want this uh and you know i was uh in the vampire court here's a little bit more plot i was in the vampire court fucking vampires plot oh i'm so early to make a comment but i are i'm gonna make it it's just like with her mother where we bring up this one thing and then nothing yeah like meh meh uh, unless it's an ongoing theme, I feel, and I and we're and Laura's only talking talking about chapter two, but I feel like that's going to be a lot of the commentary. Yeah, and there's you know there's a lot to be said too because like Victoria here, okay, so Victoria here has given up her humanity. She is full goddess, and that's like known to everybody. And Amelia's just like, no, there's you're still there. No, cooking was fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> And Victoria is like, fuck that. And Victoria also has all of her memories that have been suppressed all this time. But there's this curse going on that nobody can tell people what the memory is. The person, in this case, Amelia, has to get to those memories and unlock those memories. What do they call it? A spell lock? She has to unlock the spell lock herself. Yes. 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 And, and that's the thing that Victoria is like really harping on too. She's like, you know what? If you choose wrath, then you're going to give up like a part of yourself. And I can't have that. Like, you need to be with me. Like, come, come. Remember, we have a date in the shifting aisles. Come see me in the shifting aisles because that will explain everything. And I guess like if she, it would have, if she would have gone um but she's also like you know bonds can't be broken like all of this stuff like come on like wrath can be you know all this stuff um but wrath is coming and it's like boom 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 shaking the world right wrath is punching through through realms to get to amelia it's all it's all very they reunite in the spirit realm and then they go back to their bedroom and wrath just like casually drops that he can be killed and and amelia's like Here's the thing. There are lots of moments in this book where she's where it is said that Emilia detonates. And when she does that, she makes like little burning flowers appear around her and then they just like snuff out. Is that correct? Yes, because that was also it's consistent with book two in some of the comments we made in that episode, too, of she says that she's going to burn the world down or she's so angry and then it's just a lot of talk and not a lot of action well i do believe 
that that is very consistent with what happens here. It is a lot of talking and traveling to other places to talk to people. These people need phones. I think it would really just kind of like, you know. Uh, or like with all that magic, you would think that there would be like magic messengers. Like, I just, there should be a more effective way of communication. You would think, you would think these things. You would think these things. Uh, but there's not. So... While there is a little bit more sexy time, Emilia and Wrath are interrupted, bang, 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 because there has been a murder. And that's our subplot that I just want to go out and say could be completely removed from this. And it would make just as much sense. Like, it just it just didn't have to be here. It's very convoluted. It's very just like... if Like, if okay, so the murder, as we loosely referred to with the character breakdown is there's a speculation that Vesta has been murdered and the alleged murderer is Vittoria. If we took that subplot out to what you're saying, Laura, if it was just a Vittoria has been accused of murder, it's, it's the seven layers of hell. I'm sure murder is going around. Every, it could have been anybody. It didn't need to be this person. It didn't have to exist at all. Like nobody needed to, die that plot didn't have to exist at all because victoria is with domenico and she is just trying to start a war because she's mad and jealous at pride more or less and she wants like uh amelia on her side to take down to retake their house to be powerful enough to take them on and to punish the witches for them like her her plot has like nothing to do with the murder plot they run like parallel with each other so, okay, if you're listening to this episode, this is obviously full of spoilers, and I'm jumping ahead here. Why does she need Amelia to take the house back when, by the end of this book, she took the house back even without Amelia? She doesn't. She just wants her. Is it like this? It's this codependent twin relationship they have going on? Probably. I don't mm. have siblings. Probably. I, I don't have a twin. So. I don't know. Probably. It's, you know, it's it's all over. But, you know... It is what it is, and we're dealing with it. So there's been a murder, and there's been a murder in House Greed. So off to House Greed we go to get our uh, to get the what? What does he say? What does he say? Um, a blowjob so good it made him question his belief in the divine. I do believe that's the quote. I c- <laughs> good for her. Good for them. I mean, good for yeah, them. Good for them. I guess. I mean, I feel like she was very much. I, I feel like maybe there's a lot of religious trauma here because she went from like, oh, I can't do this. Like, and we're talking about like book one, book two and like all her feelings and thoughts and like being made and like just the general conversation of patriarchy where he's like, I would have never known you've never done that in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and who's watching them? Is it Envy? Whoever's watching them is just it's like Envy. It's not Lust because yeah. you would think it's Lust, but Envy because her Envy becomes like the sassy like best buddy. friend. Yeah, for a little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Envy's like, yo, I called out like a bunch of times. You didn't say nothing. I thought you wanted attention. I'm gonna give it. Like I thought you wanted me to watch. <laughs> I thought you wanted to watch. You wanted me to watch. Y'all. You want me to watch? I watch. Like, hey. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Like, 
good enough and all of this to say that the water like reflects the sin you know they're they just they're greedy for each other because they're they haven't uh fully consummated their relationship and accepted their bond it's they're just doing like thing. everything but at this point yeah consummating which is you know that's 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 fun that's fun like you know it is what it is. Uh, but here we are in his, in uh, Greed's office. We got everybody. We got a lot of egos. You know, we got a hex skull. We got rubies in the eyes. Vest is dead. Vest is the commander in the army. She's very coveted. I Is that ever fully explained? Is that just because she, Vesta, is a half demon, half werewolf? Yeah, I think that's it. It's not really solidified why she's so coveted. She's Greed's second in command. And he's like, I gave, you know, and by the end of the book, he's like, I gave you the best life. And she's like, I didn't, I don't want your life kind of thing. And she really wanted to be with her family. And you find out through the crystals and the backstory that she was taken from her family because of her father's like gambling problem that he had. And, it was it was either going to be hit her or Domenico, and Domenico wasn't shifted. It wasn't an early shifter since he was like a hybrid wolf slash demon, and so Greed said, "Bet then I'm going to take the one who is a rock star," and that's how she kind of stayed with Greed for like in 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 servitude in a way. Yeah, and she faked her death and and with Domenico. And they GTFO, and it wasn't Victoria's secret to tell. So she kind of just bullshits her way through all of it by protecting Domenico, I guess. And that is that whole fucking subplot. So we don't really have to touch it for the rest of it, but I guess we do. Because <laughs> everybody else has to deal with it. Uh, what do we have? We have the introduction to the Prince of Sloth. You know, hello, goodbye. We don't really see him again till the end. But he's a researcher. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Um, interesting you would have someone of sloth research. I mean, in my head, I'm like, you're not getting that information anytime soon. Who can say? Who can say? Um, so what, what ends up happening is here that everybody decides to declare war on Victoria to like kind of just smooth things over so that Amelia can scheme well, all the other brothers signed a blood oath saying that, like, yeah, 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 if all this shit happens, that you can kill her. But, like, Amelia's working behind the scenes to find out what's really going on. She's scheming. And they have, and she has to find her first. Yeah, she's got to get to her. She needs to figure out what's going on. Um, because, because Greed's like, you know what? F- fuck you. I'm going to kill your whole fucking family. I'm done with this. And, like, you know what? I like that. Step up. Step up. We're all done with it. He's like, you know what? You're all, all of you. One, two, three, four, everybody. And and that's when, you know, she's so angry. She feels this like, mm, all of this, all of this. Um, but Wrath, Wrath is like, yeah, we'll sign all the fucking blood oaths. It's fine. Um, if anybody harbors Victoria, like everybody will be executed. Blood retribution, blah, blah, blah. And this is where um, there is... Jess, you brought up this toxic codependence where Amelia is just like, no, I'll protect Victoria no matter what. Like, you can't just slander her. Like, where's the evidence? Where's all of this? You can't just say that, which to a point, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. But later on, it's like, hmm. Well, in reverse, too, Victoria is like, but I'm your blood. And if there's anything we know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, we know that 
blood don't mean shit. Yeah. And that just because you are blood, that doesn't give someone authority over you either. And that doesn't necessarily make somebody family. I mean, Vittoria is very much, I feel like when you're reading this book, you, you can be very much... Oh, like back and forth with like where you consider her, like because you understand some of the points that she's making, but at other times, like my, it's not my secret to tell. You kind of told me. Yeah. Like I get if you don't want to like tell the entire seven princes of hell. I'm but your you blood. Told, yeah, if you want to like, let's if go. I'm your blood. Why aren't you telling me? Ugh, it's it's frust it's frustrating. It's frustrating again. Not as frustrating as the end. That's his own thing. Mm. Uh, here is one of my favorite scenes, if only because I would like to see the fan art of the outfit. So Wrath and Amelia decide that Amelia cannot sign the blood oath because then she won't be able to scheme. So they have to like perform and, and figure out a good reason why she won't be available to do that. So she decides, Amelia, that she will get uh, to everyone's eyes wasted and will make a big scene and wrath will make a big scene and it'll be totally plausible that she is too, you know, distraught to sign the blood oath. So enter pearl top and like jeweled corset pearl skirt. And yeah, it's just like pearls. Like it's not like a pearl corset. Her boobs are pushed to the max. I know that. And her ass is hanging out for sure. And every single prince of hell is like, oh, my brother is the luckiest guy alive right now. <laughs> but they haven't, they're not like officially official. They haven't consummated. They haven't had a blood oath to each other. So she's leaning into everybody's she's playing to everybody's emotions to control how they react and also to like kind of for herself see him see wrath get riled up and also i mean you know it's the plot uh Amelia's questioning the Duke of Devon. She's like, you know what? I'm going to straddle this man. He's nobility. And I'm going to figure out what he knows about Vesta in the most obvious fucking way. She's just like, so why is Vesta unique? Why would anyone (laughs) want her? Did she have enemies? But but <laughs> it, it works it works it works I mean, that's what i'm gonna say because i was gonna say like yes we're laughing but sometimes boys be boying uh, yeah <laughs> i mean it doesn't take much it doesn't take much but it's just it's so funny because you're just like really <laughs> okay but i'm sure that there are times where you're like if you reflected on something you did you'd be like yeah it it really was that easy. Uh, well, I guess. And then some of the information that she gets is like, Vesta's not from here. She was distracted all the time. It's not her real name. Uh, her, she, it was rumored that Greed wanted to make her his consort. All of these things. All of these things. While this is happening, Amelia is like, Essentially dry humping the Duke of Devon and Wrath like <laughs> cannot take it anymore. Like the room explodes and ice is over. You know, she's like protected or whatever. Um, and she's like, Was I wicked enough to tempt the devil? Yes, you're his literal <laughs> wife, but okay. <laughs> Sh- 
Show me how wicked you can be. Show me how wicked you can be. Okay. Um, they, they do have explosive, passionate, page-turning sex here. Yeah, this is where they finally consummate because they can't control themselves anymore. And this is where, again, she's having flashbacks to when yes. she was with him before. And she's like, and then she comes back back out of the flashback and she's like I'm still reeling from the flashback orgasm now I'm still having orgasms my life is so hard yeah 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 and <laughs> and the she has a tattoo and the vision appear on her finger she has a t- tattoo here appear on her finger oh, right? like their wedding vow yeah. tattoos yeah uh, and it says forever yours it's in rose gold the rose gold thing pissed me off and it's so stupid it's so stupid to me to be angry about that like why am i so annoyed by that but i am i don't about know it why. Being ro- about yeah. it being rose gold it's felt like it was you know when everybody was like it's a millennial thing to be so specifically focused on rose gold that's the first thing that it's it's it like you know when people talk about specific social media platforms in contemporary books and you're like ooh, you're already gonna date yourself or even in songs or something i feel like that's what rose gold gave me here yeah I'm so glad you brought it up though because that was what i was like that's very specific because her eyes are that way too yeah that must be why you must have just given me the reason why it bothered me so much it's just like <laughs> i really don't like this and i don't like any of the descriptions of it and it's just like it's rose gold like it does. It does feel a little dated. Yeah. Just say pink. Pink or just go gold. full gold. Because we've seen the fan art of Wrath in those gold markings. And boy's looking good. Yeah. He's so hot like- as hell. So it's fine. <laughs> like, I don't, okay. This, that is just such a stupid thing for me to be annoyed about. But I'm glad you are also. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to break this up. It's such a, like, a small thing. It mean anything I got to it. anyone. Don't worry. Alexa, Thank play you. vindicated. <laughs> All right. All right. Where are we? Oh, the explosive sex. How could I forget? Because um, we're there. The, cause, yeah. Well, explosive sex explodes the memories open, right? Hello. I am. Ah. Um, rose gold irises, right? You are my mirror. Let's go to the mirror. Who do you see? I see fury. I see Ra. I see my queen. I know who I am. Uh, here's your here's your knife that you have no memory of. Here's your knife. Um, welcome back, your majesty. I've never seen this before. And then yeah. one, she's like, I never saw this before. Oh, that's because I didn't give it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I never gave it to you before. So let me give, so let it be the first thing that I give to you. When you get your memories back, the thing you have no memory of whatsoever. The fuck, my guy. The fuck. What? Sounds sounds like sweet as hell though. It's got pink it's eyes. It's pretty. I want it. <laughs> yeah, like about it, about it. It's just very funny. Welcome back, Your Majesty. I remember reading that. I was like, wait, who is she? Because <laughs> they don't say it here. You have to go to the next chapter. And it's like, I was the goddess of fury. I was like, oh, okay. She and then I went back and it's like, oh, she didn't say. It there. She says it on the next page. But it's so interesting. So we get into the whole like, okay, 
Um, Amelia is the goddess of fury. This makes, you know, this makes so much more sense from the first two books about like how vengeful she was and she was out for blood to find out why her sister died and this, that, the other thing. But they always reference Vittoria as goddess of death. And then they had Amelia as fury, but they interchange fury and vengeance as if it's one and the same when fury and vengeance are two different emotions. It, it is very confusing. It's, it's very com- it's very confusing. Like if they said of goddess of fury and vengeance. Yeah, that I would make sense. Can I tell you? Can I can I tell you? I thought they were going to find a long lost sister and that was going to be vengeance. And it was oh. going to be the three of them. And she was going to be like the eldest sister. And it was her house. Bringing in her family. No. <laughs> that was, that is not it. That's what I thought it was. See, but I can see that making sense and that being the play out of like the first witch and the eldest daughter of the first witch. But I mean, again, we're jumping ahead here, but that's like when you get to, cause I read both the audio version and uh, the ebook version where if you get to like page 167, they were like, you mean the story was never about us? <laughs> and they were like, no, nope. no. <laughs> You really were not the main character. Like, no. You are so not the main character. We actually killed the main character. We murdered them and stuck (laughs) them inside of you. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do this. Okay. So the wolves come to attack. (laughs) The wolves come to attack. What do we know about the wolves? We know that wolf blood overwhelms senses and is like ammonia. If you throw it all over a crime scene, you're basically like covering your tracks. And that's why there's like, we don't kill wolves anymore. It's this like whole fucking thing. And the murders, because we find out there's like more than one now, the murders, uh, all had a suspicious amount of wolf blood around them, leading Amelia to be like, she must have been practicing. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Bum, bum, dun, 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 dun. I can't think of the theme song of Criminal Minds off the top of my head. I can only <laughs> think of Spencer Reed. And that is not relevant right now. Okay. So, oh, oh, this is, this is my favorite, one of my favorite quotes, Jess. This is where I absolutely lost my mind. Are you ready? Please. Okay. So Amelia's dressing. She's getting ready. Like, uh, Wrath is signing the blood oath. She's like, my husband, it felt so right. I was not an 18 year old girl. I was an ageless being. I was young once. <laughs> That's the same energy. There's a lot of quotes in here. That one took me right out. That one took me out because before that, before that, it's all been fine. Ageless being, I'm 18. It's fine. Um, but now she's also an ageless being. So it's totally fine now. Now it's no problem. Now there's no age gap. Now there's no age gap. I mean, she's still 18. Is she? Is she? Oh, she's ageless. Is she, I, that, she's like, hmm. 
Because is she even in like an 18 year old's body? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because it's. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Exa- oh, that's good. Huh. That's exactly it. <laughs> so this battle with the wolves, we have wolves. They're in the carriage. We have a cloak that makes Amelia invisible. But not to the scent. You can still smell her. Yes. That was very, that was a very specific thing that Rath had to point out that added nothing to it because you find out there's a whole wolf army and like Victoria, I say in quotes is like in command and they're like, Oh my gosh, she's been building this forever. And then you have wrath. Who's like, I have hellhounds. And Amelia's like, Oh, he really does have hellhounds. Um, but this army is like this mini battle war situation happens. And, Victoria goes to prove a point by showing how she is truly the goddess of death by ripping out Domenico's heart. And everybody's like, oh, my God, what'd you do? And then brings him back to life by putting the heart back in. Yeah. And she, like, transforms her arm into, like, this whole, like, claw-looking like, cl- thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, very – she's, like, standing on top of things. And so there's wolves everywhere. I imagine it would look like a very, you know – the fan art would be fantastic of that moment. Very cool. Uh, this is also where Amelia makes the connection that it was Victoria who was murdering all of those witches on Palermo because they, she's got the claw hand. And they could never figure out what kind of animal or whatever was making the the claw marks on all the witches back they in Palermo. They were speculating like other yeah. like monster creatures but never... That it was her. Yeah, so it was Victoria the whole time, which we know. We'll get into it. All right. Uh, lots of, lots of, lots of, uh, you know, everybody's talking. There's lots of monologuing. Um, but Victoria does stab the fuck out of Wrath here with a poison dagger. And the way that she does it is in the most dramatic-ass way possible. And I have to respect that. She's like, you know, they never really found the blade of ruination. Stab, 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 stab. <laughs> and, and, and everyone's like, what is that the blade of ruination she's like this no. thing <laughs> i mean like nah but i did poison the shit out of it though you gotta get that checked out yeah about that um but she also like really taunts she's taunting amelia is what she's doing with this she's like what is it gonna fucking take for your magic to like release what is it like do i have to threaten you do i have to threaten wrath like what will it take and i do kind of like appreciate that um i don't know just like the the motive is weird the execution is bizarre but like the sister bond of like no there is actually some this thing that is wrong with you i guess this is what that's my point like there is legitimately something wrong with amelia she has a spell lock in place regardless of everyone else's motivations on why she needs to remove it she does need to remove it so this strange way of being like what the hell is it going to take for you to just like snap out of this and just accept everything? I do see as a twisted, toxic, codependent sister expressing love situation. Yeah, it's not that she doesn't love her. It's just a toxic way of showing her love. Yeah, which makes sense to me. 
but also like, damn, because it works in a pillar of rose gold flame. Just wipes out everybody, right? Just takes them all out. They're all gone. And, and this is one of the only instances that I can remember where Amelia actually does like use her power. She burns up all the wolves. She is actually doing something with her magic and with her fury. And she goes kind of into like a battle haze and it takes wrath, um, like having sleet like rain down on her to, for her to snap out of it. But it's also like Victoria being like, ah, ah, you thought sleep. And I liked the part where, cause where it was like, cause you know, a lot of her, her Amelia's internal dialogue is like, I don't know what I would do without wrath. I don't know if I lived in a world without his existence. So that trigger is interesting. Um, especially when you get to the end of the book and kind of also some of the conversations that are happening between the sisters about the houses, like who she is as a person. And I mean, even towards the end of this book, if she's not codependent with her sister, she's codependent with wrath. Like there's a lot of codependency going on. Um, But I like that. Is this the part where she keeps like she makes Amelia sleep and then, they're at different areas. Like she's almost like jailed in one area. No, that was before the party, right? She wakes up in the cell in the tree in the sin corridor. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. This is it. Okay. I like this. Oh, yes. Because then Mama Deera shows up mm-hmm. to be like, okay, go do your thing. Yes. Okay. That's where we are. Exactly. Exactly. So, so Amelia, she wakes up. In the cell. And the cell has bars that absorb her magic and, like, spit it back at her. It's very ingenious. She keeps saying that. Um, Envy is in the cell next to her. And Tony is two cells back. So we got we got a nice three lineup here. And Envy's like, yeah, I was here. She took my heart out. It sucked. It grew back. Just as shriveled. Don't you worry. Ah, we're friends, though. Um, I like Envy just... Spit, she just spits out lore, right? Like, uh, mortality submits to immortality. Just throwing it out there. You might need it later. It's totally fine. Like, or, yeah, cause it's like if you have one, one drop of immortality makes you stronger than if you were a hundred percent mortal. Because they're all trying to dance around ways of telling Amelia the thing without telling her the thing because of the curse. Exactly. They are like bound. They cannot say a lot here. And this is where though we do get an explanation. She does it out of the blue. Bless her. Amelia's like, yo, Envy, why do you call me a shadow witch? He's like, what the? Okay. Uh, Because you are a shadow, a shade of who you were. And you are a witch because that's what your magic, that's what you were. Your magic was diluted. Um, Descendants of goddesses are witches. So, you know, it is what it is. And and anything I say is not helping you. Anything I say is helping me. Remember that we're not friends. Mm, mm, mm. And my, and yeah, my number one interest is always going to be me. Yeah. And that's when Victoria appears and she's like, ha ha ha, you think that's true. And this is, this is where I do like Envy and Envy's like, no, 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 back the fuck up, back the fuck up. You are, you are saying Victoria that your sister will never hurt you. Your sister is sitting here and all she can think about is getting back to wrath. Like, 
What 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 is what is going on here? The, no 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 no. He, wrath is her fate. She's like, but she's my sister. And he's like, he's her destiny. Like, get a grip. Well, and also, yeah, maybe two books ago. Maybe two books ago when we haven't had the relationship develop the way we did. Beginning of book one. Yeah, but you had to go around, do your little secrets, not let anybody know what was going on. Fake your death. Your sister is distraught. Like, that's still something that we find out in book two where you're just like, you could have told me. Because it all goes back to what she's she, as in Victoria, says in this book, but I'm your blood. But if you flipped that, like you said earlier in this episode, you're like, but how come it applies for Vittoria, but it doesn't apply like both ways? Yeah, like, come on. It, it's OK. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get into a little bit more. We'll get into a little bit more. Uh, Vittoria, Vittoria, I, I like this. She's like, you know, what? I can do a little bit of true spell. I'm a little bit of a witch. I'm a little bit of a witch. Where's Wrath? bitch to her sister, Victoria. And Victoria's like, yo, he's in my temple on the Shifting Isles. Truth. It's all truth. It's all truth. We just don't know what we don't know yet. You know, the specifics about that. And I like this too. She's like, yeah, anyone can enchant a skull. It doesn't have to be me. It could be anybody. It's totally fine. Um, But then also, I like Envy throwing out a little bit of lore here. He's like, you know what? Amelia and Wrath are the balance, right? You cannot win against love, right? As above, so below, all of that stuff. Um, and and Victoria is like, no, 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 no. Here is here is what I want from you, Amelia, sister mine. Shed your mortality, reclaim house vengeance. And this is where Amelia's like, what? House vengeance? What the fuck are you on about? And that's where Envy's like, see, I told you. I said eight houses. You said seven. I said eight. I have been planting information this whole time. And it's like, okay. Victoria, monologue a little bit more. And she does. We get spell locks, right? We have the story of of Nona uh, sacrificing the twin human witches, right? We would die as humans. How did we get to the snowy cabin? We don't know. Um, you know, the spell book, the spell book told me, me being Victoria, uh, how to do these things, right? It's the first book of spells. I removed my own spell lock, all of these whispers, all of this stuff. Victoria is just like, all of this information for free, for free. And Amelia's like, I'm going to take it. I'm taking all this information. But how do I get out? Mom shows up. Yeah, but you know what? Mom shows up. (sighs) It's really interesting the way mom shows up because Victoria is also like, but you have to do these things for me. And mom shows up and she's basically pissed at Vittoria. Um, like, how can you do this to your sister? And then Envy's taunting Vittoria. Like, how does it feel that you're not mom's favorite? And she's already like, and, and of course it doesn't help that Celestia is like, come here, baby. Come here, baby Amelia. I'll take care of you. I'll make sure we'll get you out of this dungeon and you can go off and do the thing that you need to do. Bye. I want to make sure you bring back my grimoire. Yeah. Give me my spell book, which, which spoiler, she doesn't, she doesn't give it back to her. But she doesn't show up either. Like when does she like mom bomb dropped and you never see mom again? 
I mean, you could go put it up in the tower and just leave it there and call it a job well done. How else? How else? I don't know. Right? How else? I like I like what Envy does here. He's like, yo, Victoria, your mom loves Amelia more. Do you know where she's been this whole fucking time? This whole fucking time that you tell you say that she's been off gallivanting in other universes this whole fucking time. She's been at House Wrath in the tower being post- potions like mistress or whatever, right? So like, how's that feel? How's that feel, bitch? Which I think is kind of funny. Um, but during all of this, though, like Victoria kills Antonio. That's when mom pops out. And, uh, you know. She chains up Victoria with roots and so, and Victoria can't, I think it's important to note that they cannot fight Celestia because she's a Titan. So it's one of the three original goddesses and it's like, mm, no, um, but then as you say, Jess, she fucks off and she's gone. So that's great. And Envy and Amelia escape and Envy and uh, Amelia gets her dagger back. And Envy kind of like leads her, leads her out, and like the wolves have been taken care of. Like it's all good, it's all good. Um, but the gates of hell have been locked, and they cannot get back in, which leads them to they have to venture to pride. And they have to venture to pride. And I like the little conversations that Envy and Vich- and Amelia have with each other as they kind of get to house pride. They're like, you know, I can't picture my Nona as being evil. And Envy's like, well, actually, in her story, you're fucking evil. So, you know, which is an interesting thing to add, because I think we always forget in fantasy um, that the evil, the wrongdoer is always the other person because we're always in a current person's POV. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting, interesting things there. Um, we have a secret portal to take us to Prince Pride, where I guess Amelia does do a little bit of work here. She fries these umber demons when they say that Wrath could die and it like sets off Amelia. She detonates again and she kills all these demons and like takes the head so she could drag it with her into House Pride. And she's the only one who has access to these portals because the portals can only be opened through like goddess blood. So she's like, she's, she's doing it. She's doing the damn thing. Uh, so they get to a house pride and they have a hard time getting in as you do because they look like ass. Right. Um, but eventually pride is just like, like, what the fuck, man? Like, what is this welcome party? Like, what is all of this? Like, and I do like the commentary every time they talk about pride, like, why does he have his scar? And like, why doesn't he do anything about it? But we don't know. We don't know. We still don't, we don't know. know. We still don't know. We still don't know. Um, but we, okay. So, so Amelia is there. They want to use the portal to get to the shifting aisles because that's where wrath is. So, um, this is a test. That's what I was going to say. Go, But isn't this a test that I want to say everybody but her knows about, but Wrath didn't know about? It was really a test set between Envy and Pride to be like, well, we had to test your true intentions because the last time, historically, you don't have the best track record. So we're really just looking out for our bro and want to see if you like really love him like you say you do. Mm hmm. 
If you say you do, uh, and she does. So yeah, the test of loyalty, they get so pissed off about it. Um, and Envy's like, well, actually, like, Victoria actually, like, I didn't mean for that part to happen. <laughs> like, that part just, that was coincidence. Like, I'm glad you were there. But, like, the, all that stuff before was really a test. So, just just saying, just saying. Uh, but then Wrath shows up and everybody's pissed. Yeah, because Wrath, like, senses her because he couldn't sense her before because of where, how Victoria had her trapped. But now that she is back in the realms, oh, because she was trapped in the Shifting Isles and you can't, like, the demon or the princes can't uh, sense anything in the Shifting Isles. So he he senses her now. He comes back. He's pissed. And he whisks. And she's still, like, infected through the werewolf claw, hybrid claws that she has through her chest. So he whisks her off into, like, a sparkle pond where I call it the sparkle pond. I know it has a formal name. Um, but he, even at this point, is, like cautious because it by her entering this pond it could mean life or death for her but if he admits to saying if basically she can be healed through this pond and this is the only way that she can be that infection can be healed yes my quote here is grab the stalagmites Died. I <laughs> did you lose it? I went. Or you rolled your really? eyes? Well, okay. I was like, I was laughing, and I was like, because okay, so they both go into this pond, and <laughs> and she's they're like all hot for each other because they're never not apparently, and he puts he like does it like instead of. <laughs> He puts her on his shoulders, but the front way, and then he's like, hold on to the stalag- <laughs> stalactites, stalagmites. Here, here's here's a trick that I learned in fifth grade. Stalag, stalactites hang tight from the ceiling. Stalagmites might reach the top. Oh. Isn't that so good? Tight. Top. Tight from the ceiling, tight top, might reach the top. Stalagmites reach the so top. So she's reaching onto the stalactites. Like this. And he's going to go to town on her. Yes, like this. Uh, yeah. Uh, she is, though, wrenched to the Shadow Realm where Domenico, Victoria, and a chained-up and beat-up Nona are waiting for her. This is, this is the, like, big reveal. Plot reveal. All plot. This is what I have. Chapters 12 through 13, 46% in. All plot and black backstory um pages 167 and 169 are specific with their backs like with all like the shadowlands and the backstory and this is also the first time that amelia is shocked it's just like not shocked but it's another thing that her world is turned upside down because she sees her nona and even though she's been hearing this that the other thing and like slowly get piecing things together it's also like she sees Nona and she sees Nona is praying and she realizes that she's praying out of fear of Amelia and Vittoria, not for them, which was like this whole shock because Nona was the only thing that she's known her whole life, her whole mortal life, I should say. 
Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, she, see, she's not rushing to protect you. She's not rushing to help you. She's cringing away from you. This is Victoria saying this to Amelia about Nona. Uh, she, she doesn't want you. Like, hey, hey, wake up, wake up. Uh, so what do we have here? We have the story of, um, Sophia. Caught her scrying, trapped her in her mind. She went against the council. She fucking deserved it. All right, Nana. Damn. Uh, Wrath was cursed to forget the uh, all that he loves, which is his wings, you know, whatever. The first witch, you know, he cursed her right back. Um, they made a bargain with the devil. It's a whole fucking thing. Um, the, the first witch, her, this is the whole thing. The first witch, her daughter was with pride and she didn't like that. So she contracted, I'm just, I'm just saying all of it. So she contracted house vengeance to scheme, to, to scheme, to have the brothers fight so that the daughter would see that pride was not faithful because they would be fighting over Nicoletta, who is the shared personality that Emilia and Victoria created. That is so fucking convoluted. That part I had to read twice and I still didn't get that I was like, wait, were they just split from the same person? But no. No, they were like, um, they were pulling a game on them. They're running them. Yeah. Because they want it because Emilia was falling in love with wrath and then victoria was falling in love with pride and they wanted to set it up where wrath would walk in on pride but also but lucia would victoria. see yeah but think it's it, yeah yeah so amelia so amelia grabs this is all nona telling us what happened and victoria amelia grabs wrath before the reveal and they have that tryst that's where the tattoo all that stuff pops up and that uh is is when emilia disappeared and all wrath had was like little bits of hair and like like whatever and that is what ended up starting a huge fight that is uh because the witches had taken them and Again, switched them with those those witch girls about the prophecy, killed those girls, and gave gave Amelia and Victoria, Victoria who came after Amelia when she figured out that she had been taken and and Victoria was also captured. And they were those sisters, Amelia and Victoria, were stuffed with the mortal hearts of the dead prophecy witches. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then and then the wings, which were taken by the first witch, were put into amulets that the girls wear to protect, to hide them. Right? Yes, to hide yeah, them. Yeah, which is why they were able to be found when she took it off. Yes. And then the star witches then were to guard these girls and to let them die as humans so that none of this would ever happen. And there would be no goddesses of fury and then no fury death. and death. Yeah. Whoo. We get more. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's a little map. House Vengeance. Right. The underworld is Italy. Okay. House Vengeance um, is there. 
The upper part of Italy is the ice dragons. Tuscany is where the princes are. Sicily is the shifting isles. I like that they made Sicily hell. I don't know what that says about anything. <laughs> and then the house vengeance is up in the mountains, right? In Capania, my Italian's terrible, uh, where there's a veil that erases memories. We get, oh, there's, there's more. Hell goddesses came first and the demons came later. Right? Yeah, because... Because even the hell demons and the princes of hell, they're not gods of hell. They are princes. Like, essentially, Vittoria and Amelia kind of hold more power as goddesses over them. Yes. And we have Victoria admitting to killing the witch's daughters to as, like, punishment. And she wants uh, a war. They were trapped for 20 years. Fuck all these everybody. Fuck all these people. They all deserve to die. Uh, Wrath can't give you his whole heart. Remember that. And this is where, this is where Amelia's like, all right, I'm fucking done. Don't threaten me. I've been tolerating this because you have been villain monologuing. Appreach, appreach. Thank you for the info. But don't do this again. I'm fucking done. I will say what I like about Amelia is she does, she, she, I don't want to say corners people, but she antagonizes people enough to get her to, to do their villain monologues or to give them any sort of information where she'll be like, that's all I needed. You didn't tell me, but through my context clues, I know that this isn't going to happen or this doesn't mean this. So by deduction, that was super helpful. You don't have to tell me anything else. And she's very she she's very good about that. Just tell me about the visit of the vampires. I love the visit of the vampires. So now picking up where Laura said, where Amelia is like, don't call me. I'll call you. She goes back to Wrath. They have sexy time again. Um, They talk about like what they do to protect each other. Wrath is confirming like you're my queen. You're my equal. And... Again, sexy time. They are interrupted again. And Wrath is like, I swear to God, if people keep interrupting us, there's not going to be a kingdom to rule because I'm just going to unalive everybody. So it's interesting because it's not just the vampire who shows up. It's La Prima Strega. And La Prima Strega, as we know, is the first witch. But it's kind of like built in more where she comes with another vampire blade. Is blade no, Blade's like a demon, right? He's not a vampire. Uh, I don't know. But basically, a group of vampires breach house wrath, and everybody who is like basically the military bring them in, and they're like, what are you doing here? What are your motives? And one of the vampires is a, like, they can shape shift. And they shapeshift into Amelia. And there was going to be a plan to abduct Amelia um, by the shapeshifting vampire was going to seduce Wrath to distract him while Amelia was going to get kidnapped. Um, but Wrath is like, LOL, you don't think I would have caught on to that? Um, but he kills her and says like, oh let my brother know that he shouldn't have sent his consort because this was because it was pride that sent no greed sent the vampire yes and 
And uh, I I like I like this. He uh, Cersei, 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 Cersei. Yes, the Prima Strega. Yes, yes. Our 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 witch. I like. She's like, mm, and he's like, mm. <laughs> oh, this is the part where she's like, we we are on a timer, but we don't have memories of this time limit. We apparently have. And then he's like, you know what? I'm gonna freeze the shit out of you. Freeze. And then he freezes her and she becomes a block of ice and they just like put her in the dungeon for until they need her later. Yeah. And even when they need her later, it's not like she gets thawed out. He's just like, do whatever you need to do. I don't yeah. care. I'm just get her out of here. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we have. Oh, uh, and then it's we have a little bit of like, gee, who's Victoria's new companion? That wolf, that new one. People keep talking about that new wolf. Who is that? Who is that? I like when they go. I think. What does Wrath tell Amelia? I think you're right. I don't think Vesta is dead either. I do like, not like, think that yeah. Vesta is dead. It's like okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we have a nice cooking scene that is thankfully interrupted because you know I hate those. Um, by Lust, <laughs> who says, uh, "Wrath, we have to go to the fighting pits." It's very Aelin. It's very nice. Um, very fun. I know. I was thinking about the fighting pits. <laughs> It's like, oh, oh, oh. Um, but while Lust and Wrath just like fuck off to the fighting pits because they're there for a while, um, Amelia goes up to Celestia's tower and she's like, you know what? Let's do this. They were gone. They were gone. They even said it'll be all day because yeah. this is just a thing we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. like, there was nothing to it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, so Amelia's in Celestia's tower. She's researching there with her bestie. What's her bestie's name? Um, Fauna? Yes. She's there. They're researching. She says that she's a goddess. They have this like bonding moment. Uh, they discover that the light purple drink that Wrath has been drinking is the bleeding heart tincture, which prevents love from taking root, which is how it's, it's how that Amelia is still able to be. It's, it's the whole curse thing it's the whole thing and of course like her she's like what do you mean this is like now she's upset because now he's taking this tincture because he's not to love her and she just wants to hear him say i love you but she also has this whole backstory which i do again i will give amelia credit because at the end of the day she's like i can't my insecurities and my project like what i'm projecting isn't fair to fault him it's not his fault it's fucking the OGs. It's it's a mother. It is a mother that can't stand that her daughter isn't under her control and chose someone else and chose pride. And even then, which is also crazy because we know, well, I guess we know this, we, not at this point, but we know later that Lucia even says, like, I made this decision. She broke up with pride. She was hurt. And it's like those hard decisions where you're like, you could still love somebody, but you could ultimately know that you're just not going to be good for each other. And that's what Lucia was saying. And so when her mom was would come in and say, you know, Cersei was like, oh, my God, like, try to educate her and control her. Claudia was very much like, fuck off fuck off you like you're acting like i didn't have these own thoughts on myself you don't control me i control me and you're acting like i don't know what i'm talking about i know that that's the hard decision i'm the one making it it's not it doesn't make it any easier it doesn't hurt less it's a helicopter mom wanting to be the main character in her daughter's story right the savior Ugh. all right 
Uh, through all of this testing that they that um, Amelia is doing, she's finally just like, fuck it. Domenico. Bang, bang. Let's go to the monastery. Let's do this. So finally, we have some we have a, the reveal, right? Jess, you said that this kind of took you by surprise. We've been saying it this whole episode, but this is the reveal. Yeah, the reveal that the shifting that Sicily is the shifting aisles. Yes. Yeah, that was I didn't. This is the one I was like, oh, I did not see this coming. Did you? I I had no idea. I was just at this point, I was just going with it. I was just going with it. I was like, oh, really? How? Well, that's the thing that we talked about before we started recording, too, because then again, I'm flashing, you know, I'm jumping forward here where you find out that Claudia said, I want to be in the witness protection program and I want to forget all of my memories because heartache sucks and I want a fresh start. But please, wherever you send me, make sure it's Palermo. And so knowing that she's in Palermo but now we know that the Sicily is in the secret aisles and that means it'll like Sicily's in hell. How are they like, are they on the same realm? Is it all one in the same? Laura, you brought up that she's like, wait, is this just like everybody dead? Is everyone dead? I just, I don't understand it. Don't explain it to me. I don't care enough. Now the aisles. It's like, it's okay. My note says anytime reality equals hell. So there we are. I mean, reality is hell. Reality is hell. So here we are. Uh, We have Victoria. Victoria is there. The the monastery is their glamoured, like, old house. So, like, none of it was ever real. It was all just an illusion. uh, And, and... Amelia says, like, what about our family? Like, did our family know? And she's like, mm. but it's like, wait, answer, answer her, though. And she doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> and because even when Amelia goes back to Wrath and she's like, BT dubs while you were out. This is what I found out. She's like, but she keeps evading the question. Every time I bring things up, she's evading the questions. Yeah, it's like, mm, OK, uh, but but um. Amelia is here because she's ready to get her heart ripped out. She's had enough. She's had fucking enough, okay? And this is where Victoria's like, you know what? I set all of this up. Like, I summoned greed and that alerted wrath. I left this spell for you so that it would all kind of work itself out. It went kind of fucky, but here we are. Because nobody can talk to each other. Nobody can talk to each other. Nobody can just, like, say what's going on. Half of that being a curse, half of that being like secret secrets are no fun. Okay, whatever. Uh, Victoria, this is where I like it. Victoria is a woman of action. Amelia's like, I can't believe she actually ripped it out. I can't believe she actually did it. It's like, that's what you're here for. That's what she's wanted this whole time. Ripping your heart out. And it was fully consensual. She was like, I'm ready. Like you Mm -hmm. and and you do it because you're the only one who can. Yep. And immediately the memories start to return. She's immortal. She's like, the colors are more vivid. She's incredibly strong. She's powerful. And the line is like, good to have you back, Fury. How do you want to, how do you feel about a little vengeance? Yeah, it's like. And they go to burn the, the star, the scarlet. I was going to say the scarlet witches, the star witches. Yes. The star witches, um, to be like, you fucked around. Now you're about to find out of everything that you put us through. 
Yeah, they burn the restaurant. It's a whole thing. But here's the it's thing. It's not even like, yeah, it's not even the witches. Like, they were like, oh, here's your restaurant. That's, yeah. It was just like to, to, to send a message because she even says they can rebuild. This is yeah. really just an inconvenience for them. So then the witches attack Amelia and Wrath because a Wrath um, shows up and is like, you could have died. And she's like, but did I? But, <laughs> but I didn't. But I didn't. And now I'm fully restored. So like, fuck off. Fuck off. And she burns everybody. She burns all the witches. Like, good. Good. And, and because like greed, it's like a whole thing with greed, right? He's like the witches and greed's like, thanks. Thanks. Go to your, go to your rooms now. Thank you. Preach, preach. I have a question and I feel maybe like a lot of the questions we have for this book, it's not answered. Um, you know how they focus on like, okay, we have the princes of hell and we have the seven sisters. What is their significance? Cause I feel like they're referred to a lot. I have no idea. I have no idea. That's why I kept thinking there was going to be another sister reveal that I I thought maybe. Yeah. And they're like the crone and the seven sisters. And I was like, okay, we're not getting deep. Why do the, why do things keep getting brought? We have the crone. We have two sisters. I thought. Yeah. You would think that there's more. I don't know. But then when you get to the end of the book, you're like, we have, like, I mean, clearly we're trying to talk through this episode and we're like, here's a question. It's not resolved still. And I believe that this book, this series, was a confirmed trilogy. And now there's spinoffs with other. I don't know. I don't know. Let's get through this one. Let's get through this one. Uh, We have a dance. A dance where everyone is looking at Amelia and Wrath like they are pariahs. Like they are just awful. Like whatever. Oh, yeah. And they're talking shit about Amelia. Like, oh, my God, she tricked him. And oh, my God, she's this, that, the other thing. And he's like, pay no mind to them. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Uh, But it's also like, okay, fine. I'm over this. So let's have Amelia go to the well, like the memory well, right? Here we go. Memory well. Oh, BT Dubs, only goddesses can go. Only you. Only you can do it. It's fine. Can't go. Everyone's pissed off that, but only you can go. Uh, blood offering stairs pop. This is down. This is out in the yard, right? Um, stairs pop down and we touch all of the memory crystals to see what is going on because you have like a question and, and she's like, I pictured her just like screaming into this like, Well, she eventually does because they're like, you just have to like channel it and it'll come to you. And she's like, I don't have time for this. Reveal yourself. (laughs) She's like crushing crystals as she goes. Which is so interesting because that means as you're crushing crystals, because we know later in the chapter that she was like watching a memory and then she was like, and the memory stops. And then I looked at my hand and it was because like she was so angry. She crushed it. So now... Like, that's kind of fucking rude that somebody shared their memories and you just went ahead upon yourself because of your fury and just destroyed people's memories. And what memories? What memories? Well, we have Vesta's entire life story. Uh, Werewolf pups. Greed is there. Uh, her father, which is or her uncle, whatever, and um, D- Domenico's dad gambled her away. It's Vesta. Uh, we have Cersei and Wrath. Uh, Wrath won't help her with pride. So Cersei like slashes her throat and says like, bah! and so she takes his wings. You know, when you're happy, I'll take it. You're going to forget everything but your hate. Here we go. Six years, six months, six days, uh, seven circles. Time is measured differently. 
you know, but I'll be banished to the Shifting Isles. I'll fuck off for that whole time. I won't bother you. Um, but if you can't break the curse by then, it'll be there forever. Um, you know, but we're going to purge this, this memory. We're going to sign this blood contract. Um, what else do we have? We have memories with the first star witch, which is, um, Claudia. Yeah. Yeah, Claudia. Yeah. Yeah, and she's the the guardian of the worlds, right? The eldest daughter of the first witch. Woo! I bet eldest that was daughter props. Woo! Yeah, I know. I bet that was really tough. Uh, so she goes off with pride. Pride breaks her heart. She comes home to her mother, and her mother gives her the spell for forgetting, which she already had ready. Because baby, your mommy will take care of you, even though I will judge you for taking this kind of, which was the vibe that I got. Yeah, like. I'll do this for you, but yeah, but. yeah, that was very much like there was never going to be a right decision. Yeah, it was very like meh. Uh, the dagger. There's also a the the dagger of ruination is also there. Um, Celestia will. She's like, you know, I'll make sure that you are safe. Like you are now going to be Claudia. You'll go to Palermo. You go to Sicily. You know, this is all what's going to happen. And, and all of these crystals are in this well, which means that they're not in the brains of the people who had them. So nobody knows any of this information. So how does Wrath know any of this information? How does, how does Cersei know any of this information? How do they remember any of it? I don't know. Don't tell me. I'm not that interested, but it's just questions that I have that are never like, I think it's important to note that these are questions that we have that are still never explained at the end of this book. Yeah, it's just, it's just not. It's just not. But what is explained a little bit is when Amelia unthaws Cersei. She's like, unthaw, unthaw, unthaw. And this is where we get the information, the like the time limit information. Claudia's blood activates the blade. You have to activate the blade. And it has to be given willingly. You can't just like murder Claudia and take all of her blood. She has to do it. Um, BT dubs, there's one day left of the curse. Just one. Just one. Um, and that is where we have Antonio. No, we have um, Domenico. He's like growling, whatever. And he takes Amelia, you know, temple. Claudia is like, I'll go with you. But, but no. I like Claudia because, and Amelia does too, because. She gives her the whole backstory. Amelia gives Claudia the whole backstory. And Claudia does give everything willingly. She's like, yeah, absolutely. And it was the one time that I feel like Amelia acknowledged that Claudia was like, oh, I guess she really is a a true friend. Like, she's not asking for anything in return. Because in book one, it seemed like she felt very frenemy with her. Um, From what I recalled, I did not do a reread. And... Um, it was nice to see that friendship, but in in return, she even said, "Look, I found this memory. It is yours." She goes, "Should I should I look at it? Should I do this?" And she's like, "That is for you to decide and for you to choose. And this is your choice. You have it. You chose to give it up. It comes down to it. Ultimately, comes down to what do you want to know? Like if you are, it's like Barbie with the heel or the Birkenstock. She's like." Which one do you want to choose? Do you want to remain blissfully happy? Barbie's like, yeah, that, that one sounds that one. great. <laughs> like, like, no, 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 no. You have to. <laughs> yes. It is really nice. It is also, though, kind of like, okay, is she going to do it? Is she going to do it? Is she going to do it? Where is the payoff for that? And I think that 
is where the spinoffs will happen oh. is there. I think that is the seed that is planted for the spinoffs is here with Claudia and what she will do when she gets her memories back and goes back with pride and that whole thing. I think that's where the spinoff is. Uh, but, but as you say, Jess, everything was giving willingly and Amelia races back to wrath and she's like, Hey, stab me, stab me, stab me right now. Stab me right now. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it right now. We're on a time limit right now. Not only are we on a time limit for one day, she only has an hour to do this because of like whatever blood dagger ruination power Claudia has. And he's like, no, no. And she's like, right now, right now. Come on, you stupid man. You, I'm telling you what to do to fix everything. You stupid, stupid man. Just do it. And after convincing, he does. She doesn't die, obviously. Um, the blade does what it does and takes all of her magic. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All of it. And and these beautiful white wings burst from Samael. Wrath is back. The curse is broken. Huzzah, hurrah. I guess. I guess. Wrath weeps with joy, um, but Amelia is powerless. My queen, my love. Um, they have, she has six orgasms in their lovemaking. Eight. She had two and went on for a half dozen more. <laughs> it was like, that <laughs> is. I thought Wicked Beauty was intense because, you know, Good, good for them and Wicked Beauty. I was exhausted reading that. Whew. But eight? Whew. I mean, if you're listening, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. Good for them. Uh, my note says stamina. Damn. <laughs> I love how your notes are. <laughs> stamina. Damn. Damn. <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, We have our coronation invitation, a nice little interlude. And then we have our pride and Cersei confrontation. That was fun. That's fun, right? I mean, this is the backslide of the book, the very end. Amelia loses her power. Oh, that's what I had. This is what I put. All the sexy times. Lots of I love yous. Chapter 27. I was just like nothing 28 is we're off to the wedding and it's wedding time but everybody's invited and it also means victoria is invited and everybody's like what is she doing here murder her and amelia's like nah like i am the queen and she's my sister and we're besties and she was like and furthermore then Domenico appear, appears with Vittoria. And who shows up with Domenico? Vesta. And she goes, we agreed that there could be a murder. You could murder Vittoria if, um, if Vesta was murdered and we found her killer, but she's alive. So there's no killer. Ergo, Vittoria stays alive. And everyone's like, how did this happen? And then we get everything that we talked about earlier about Vesta's backstory and her telling pride. I'm sorry, her telling greed. Um, I don't want your life. I just miss my family. I ran away from you. Yeah. Pre-reception sexy time. And they're like, we're going to get ours in. Yeah. My note just says, meh. And then it says, um, (laughs) 
And then it says party at lusts and finally admitting to friends being friends with envy. And I have the reporter, the little banter about the reporter and, you know, uh, the observation that pride is like a little remorseful. Uh, there's also a little callback to Tansy, the horse. Very fun. I liked that upon like the entrance gate of House of Less, uh, Less Mansion, it says enter all. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> hey. So that's fun. Like, you know, it's a little we're we're at a party. It's really fun. That happens. Amelia goes to House Vengeance. That's great. We have that kind of, you know, and Victoria's like, I can do it myself. You know, their partners, love, sisters. But I like where Victoria, this is the part where Victoria's like, sis, but you didn't have to give up all your fucking power. You could have gone about it a whole other way. And we have the resources. We literally have our mother and La Prima Shrega, we had everybody at our fingertips that we could have been like, fix it, fix it now. And you ch- and you chose to give up all your powers. What the fuck? Yeah. Why did you do this? Uh, I gave I gave up for magic. I gave up my magic for love for the life life that I want. My note says Victoria disagrees. <laughs> I think we all disagree. Does- we all are Victoria here. Why? And I, Why? I- feel like the author made it up she knew how she has to know how a lot of people feel about a female losing her power because she made a conscious effort to ex- to explain Amelia's rationing like rationale of giving it up yeah and well, then to either like further solidify it, she says it. I didn't have to agree with all her choices and she didn't have to agree with each of mine either. That didn't mean we didn't love each other and respect each other fiercely. We were twins, but we were our own goddesses, too. Which, like, on paper, yes. Yes. But also, mm, right? Yes. I don't. <laughs> maybe I just don't. Love, maybe I just haven't had this type of love where I would sacrifice my entire being. No, because I would resent that person in the end. Right, right. Which brings us into the next chapter of she gets her powers back. Yeah, she gets her powers back. But like, it's more than that. It's a bigger conversation than like, oh, she does get her powers back. Yeah, let's end on this conversation. So Wrath and Amelia have these love confessions at the end. He's like, no, you are my equal, my true partner. Like, I told you that I have enough power for for all of us and we accept the bond. So they accept the bond. There's O's. There's all of these things. He, Wrath, um, like, gives her all of his, like, fire magic, right? He's like, we're equally balanced. Like, my ice, your fire. Now his wings are truly black, right? Um, You know, thank you for giving up your wings for me. I gave up nothing. I have everything. I have my wings. I have my wife. I have my realm. Everything is perfect for me. so hard being a man. So good for you. So good for you being a man that he then takes his wife and shackles her into the library and fucks her senseless. And that's how the book ends. All right. All right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. (laughs) I, I 
do not understand this losing. She gave up literally everything. Everything that she had grown to love. She was a goddess. She had just got it back. She just got it back. She, it, it was everything. She was like, my memories. I just got it back. I just, and like you were saying, loving herself again and this new person in a way that had been taken away from her memory wise for the last 20 years. Yeah. And, and to give that up, like, I, I just, I just, I just cannot, I cannot because that man did fuck all this whole book. He did almost nothing. He talked a lot. He threatened some people. He fucked her a lot. But he was in one battle and got ki- like kidnapped, dick- sort of. I mean, maybe she's just dickmatized. Dick down so good. Good for her. Because even the brothers at the wedding reception, even the ones that she kind of had like a little like some contention with, they openly communicated to say, we don't like we recognize what you gave up. To, to break the curse for everybody here. It wasn't just like a one-on-one, like you broke this. It was a bigger thing. And we recognize that. And she's like, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. But I'm powerless. And every other person here is more powerful than I am now. Like I was at the top. Now I'm at the bottom. And now she's like, what? Okay, here's the thing. Uh, she's like what mid tier now, right? Because she's equal with him, but she was above him. Yeah, she was a goddess. He obviously was not a god. And I think in the wedding before she got his powers, um, she was like, oh, like they were equals in name. She was like she was the princess of House of Vengeance. She was the queen of House Wrath. But now the way this ends is all like what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. And we're equals in every sense of the word. So now I guess you can say that she's not below him, but they're like at a partnership, which you typically we would like scream and praise and we love equality and we love partnerships. But like. But but it's she a partnership. Was a but she yeah she stepped down like she's mid tier power now because she's equal with him where she was more she just powerful took, like, than he's him. Like, before. I have so much power. You want some? It's like yeah, give it all to me, and then maybe I'll be halfway to where I was. Right? Like yeah. it's just I just okay. That's it. That's the end of the book. I think we don't have to harp on that uh, any more than we did. Uh, Good talking points here. Obviously, toxic family. Obviously, um, you know, helicopter parents staying out of it. The losing the power for a man trope, obviously not great. The audio experience of this is fantastic. Hachette, again, knocks it out of the park. Would love to see the fan art. The descriptions of the costumes. I say costumes. Their outfits are awesome. The descriptions of the cooking were very limited here. On paper, not bad. On actual paper, not excellent. I don't want It's hard to be like, I don't want to harp. I just, I know when we started this series and started discussing it, it was, we had a lot of people had reached out to us in DMs. Are you going to talk about it? Are you going to talk about it? And we didn't love the first two books. Knowing 
the fandom loved this. There was a frenzy. We were worried about like how our opinions were going to be received. Um, it's interesting to find that this third book, Reddit hated this book. And I think some socials did too. Other social platforms were very vocal about like, what the hell happened in book three? So it was interesting to see. I don't want to see, say, people caught up with us because again, like their reading experience from book, the first two books was very vastly different than ours. Um, but it was interesting to see the people who loved this book so much go on a completely different, um, opinion with this, with, with book three. I spent a lot of time on Reddit just trying to suss out what was going on here. And it is just like panned. There is just nothing positive that I could really find about this. Uh, the explanation that I found that maybe someone was saying that the first book had like a really tight editor and the second book and third book she had, she, the author had a little bit more leeway to do what she wanted and less um, restrictions and feedback. That's interesting because I know we've had the discourse previously of like media being a reflection of our times because you could almost also see that um, with the way the books were released. The first one came out in 2021. The second one came out in 2020. Or I'm sorry, the first one came out in 2020. The second one came out in 2021. And the third book came out in 2022. And we're recording this episode in 2023 of the shift of like spice and the conversation revolving around adding more spice. Like, I wonder if that was something that was always intended for the author or if there was a pressure to start going in that route because um, there was a demand for it and not just a demand, but an acceptance of it. I think that's also a bigger part of the conversation because spice has always been around in books. Um, It's just more um, vocally talked about now. I mean, you have retailers who have spicy book themed tables so in the public it's not like this thing that people hide behind anymore so that's uh interesting part of the conversation that i wonder if that's um that people are talking about with the the extreme i got nothing but that being said, um, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Akafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. And feel free to reach out to us and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.